Hey everyone, welcome to our new episode of the Janice Connected podcast. Today we are so excited to have one of our own, Terry Bagley, on the program. He is the president of our door entry and facility automation division here at Janice. And Terry has such an interesting background because he's been in both the technology and self-storage arena for such a long time and he's got so much experience and such a great perspective when it comes to pairing these two uh, different divisions together and we're so excited to talk to him. So Terry, thank you for being with us today. Oh, you're welcome. It's great to, to be here and to uh, chat about uh, technology and the self-storage industry. Well, let's jump right in. I wanted to talk a little bit about your uh, career whenever you first started. So you began in the technology arena with companies like 3Com, US Robotics, and Megahertz. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what sparked your interest in technology and software? Well, sure. Um, you know, I think when I uh, finished college and went out into the working world, um, you know, computers were uh, just becoming mainstream, cell phones were just becoming available, and um, I was living at the time in um, in Silicon Valley, in the heart of uh, the world's uh, technology development center, and um, it just seemed natural to gravitate to uh, technology uh, companies and, and opportunities in the technology space. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I took... Um, the opportunity to to jump on board with uh, some technology companies, and and then it just kind of you know went from there. Um, you mentioned Megahertz, U.S. Robotics, and 3Com. Those companies actually, um, I started with Megahertz, and they were acquired by U.S. Robotics after uh, a number of years with in terms of my tenure with them, and then ultimately U.S. Robotics was acquired by 3Com. And um, so I, you know, essentially stayed at the same company, did a lot of different things there uh, in, in terms of technology and my roles uh, with those companies as, uh, as the companies were, you know, acquired. And that's certainly not unusual in the, in the technology industry is to um, see, uh, you know, lots of ac- acquisitions. So uh, it, was, it was fun to go through that. It was a great experience. I learned a lot. Um, you know, megahertz and um, U.S. Robotics were mostly uh, hardware companies. Um, we made uh, modems for the for uh, consumers and also for uh, companies. And um, and then 3Com incorporated more um, hardware, but also software as well. So it was actually. Um, when I was at 3Com that I was approached about um, potentially making a change to come over to the self-storage industry. Um, and I kind of took a, a look at the self-storage industry and um, realized uh, there was little or no technology in the self-storage industry. So on one hand, there was a great opportunity. On the other hand, it's it's kind of like you're taking a technology guy and you know moving him into a, a um, low or no techno- technology industry. Right. So... Um, you know that that kind of gives you a background on on how I got in the technology industry and then ultimately how I ended up in self storage. It took um, uh, the uh, the gentleman that was recruiting me at the time um, is well known in the self storage industry. It was Spencer Kirk, um, who oh. uh, yeah, who was the um, uh, 
chairman and, and CEO of uh, Extra Space Storage, um, held various roles at Extra Space, was a, uh, you know, their largest investor. And he wanted, uh, you know, he, he pursued me in terms of uh, coming over and getting involved in a company that Extra Space had spun off called CenterShift. Um, which was a um, cloud-based property management software provider to the self-storage industry. And um, after about a year, I started listening to him um, <laughs> a little more intently, and uh, he was persuasive, and uh, ultimately uh, I decided to leave uh, 3Com and uh, join CenterShift. And that's that was my introduction to the uh, self-storage industry in um, actually 2002. 2002. Wow. So you got in there before the recession hit, a few years before that. Yeah. In fact, it was a, a growth period at the time. Um, there were there was a lot of uh, new construction going on. In fact, I think you know overall there were more facilities being built at that time than there are now. You know, um, here in 2018 in the self storage industry. Um, but it, it was definitely a, a growth period. At that point, um, until we hit the recession in, in 2008, so uh, we grew that business, added a lot of customers, a lot of facilities. Um, you know, got I got very involved and entrenched in the in the self storage industry. I do remember my first couple of trade shows in the self storage industry. Um, my, the first one I went to was a state show, and uh, there was only about 100, maybe 120 people there, and I was just like. I was used to trade shows that had tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people attending them. Totally different. Yeah, in the, in the, in the technology industry. But um, uh, it, it was fun uh, to go there where you could really get to know people, you know, talk to people and learn about these self-storage uh, owner-operators and developers who are really, in many ways, serial entrepreneurs. And... Um, so, you know, that was a great introduction to that. I went to my first national trade show, which maybe had, you know, two or 3,000 people at it. And again, was really impressed by the caliber of the people and what was going on there. And also recognized that there was a real opportunity to bring technology solutions to the self-storage industry. Yeah, and that's something I wanted to kind of hear your perspective on about adopting new technology. Back whenever you were in those those first positions, you know, what was it like? Was there kind of initial pushback or kind of skepticism from uh, owners and operators that you talked to about adopting new technology and kind of incorporating that into what had previously been a very, you know, by the book, very pen and paper, not technology oriented self storage industry? Yeah, there was some. There was actually quite a bit of that kind of pushback, especially um, as you moved into the smaller owner operators. Um, you know, they had built facilities, um, they filled them up, they had success with them, um, they were doing very well financially, either you know owning and operating those facilities, or ultimately as they sold them, and um, you know the technology that was available at the time. Uh, was allowing them to compete, um, you know, with one or two facilities against, you know, larger operators. But if you looked at the the um, the REITs or what became the REITs and the larger operators at the time, 
they realized that things were going to be changing. And probably mm-hmm. the biggest thing that changed the industry from my perspective was internet marketing. You know, you had all these guys vying for position in the yellow pages, which, you know, literally hardly exist anymore today. But, you know, when I came in the industry in 2002, that was the big thing. You know, how much were, how big was your ad in the yellow pages and how much were you spending on an annual basis for your yellow pages ad? And, you know, did your name, you know, your operating name start with, you know, three A's or four A's or five A's so you could be at the, at the beginning of the section. Oh, um, is that is that why we see so many like AAA storage and AA? Ex- exactly. It was it was oh. really a play about um, yellow pages positioning and um, and being you know at the front as people went to the yellow pages back then to to find you know products and solutions. They go look at self storage. You know they wanted to be the first one that they looked up and called. But the big guys, um, you know, had a sense. Uh, I think, and and foresaw the fact that internet marketing was coming and that was going to change the game and the dynamic. And in fact, you know, it it really did and has, um, you know, snowballed, if you will, um, since then. So, you know, the the REITs and the larger owners have, have have significant advantage in terms of the resources that they can bring to, to bear and the amount of money that they can spend on pay-per-click and the amount of effort that they could make to get their listing high in the organic listings. And ultimately, um, there were a lot of, you know, a lot of the bigger guys were talking about that the industry needed to stop spending money on yellow pages and move their spend into internet marketing. But a lot of guys held on for a long time, but ultimately, um, you know, the technology won out and it, it gave those guys a, a huge advantage um, because they, they saw it, they could invest in it, they had people that understood um, how to how to work the system, you know, how to how to do um, um, the, the marketing, uh, you know, in the best uh, fashion out there. And um, it, it gave them a huge uh, lead. And I, and I think that continues today, although there there are certainly uh, ways that uh, medium and small size operators can um, can compete. Right, because now you've got a lot of those resources available to anyone and it's it doesn't always have to be kind of a paid media like there are so many organic sources like social media all these free websites like uh wix and you know squarespace and everything like there's so many resources if you don't have a lot of money to spend and i think that's really exciting too for the smaller operators yeah the the biggest thing i think is is that um uh, you know they're going to get they're going to get outspent, um, and they're they're probably um, in many ways the REITs and the large operators are leveraging the data that they have available to them via various sources to really make um, you know smart investments and smart spends in terms of their internet marketing. So that's that's the advantage that they still have, um, and of course they're certainly looking at, you know, social media and other avenues as well to uh, communicate to a potential tenant base and, and to um, incentivize or at least um, communicate, you know, that they have this um, solution available to, you know, potential tenants out there. So there are still advantages that accrue to them, but, um, 
you know, smart operators can, can certainly negate some of those. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk now about uh, whenever you came over to work at Janus. So you've been here, it was, was it late 2014, early 2015? Yeah, actually it was, um, I came on board uh, the first part of 2015. Okay, so you're coming up on four years. That's so exciting. Yeah, it's really um, amazing how time, uh, how fast time has gone, and all the things that uh, I've done at Janus uh, since since I've been there. Um, but um, yeah, I I actually um, uh, I found my way to Janus because obviously I was in the self storage industry. Uh, the company that I referred to earlier, CenterShift. Um, ultimately was uh, sold off to uh, a company called Yardi that's in the multifamily um, uh, apartment, you know, industry. And, um, you know, still is providing solutions in the self-storage industry today. Um, And in late 2014, Janice came to me and asked me if I'd do a consulting project with them that had to do with a a technology play which um, was an electronic lock. And uh, at the time, we just had the concept and an initial design. Uh, we didn't have uh, you know, integration to access control systems. We didn't have a name for the product. Um, we really didn't even have a market for the product, although we knew that there was gonna be um, an opportunity for that. If we could provide access control at the individual unit, we knew that um, we, we would have success, and, and in fact, that's been borne out as we've, as we've uh, launched the SecureGuard product initially, and then um, in you know, the last year or so, launched now our, our smart entry system version of the SecureGuard product. Um, you know, we've, we're having a lot of success with that. That's awesome, and that lock, we've really, you know, it's really taken off, and it's really exciting to see the things that it can offer owner-operators and just enhance their day-to-day operations. So that's been really exciting to be able to see it evolve over time. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. All right. So next up, uh, still on the technology side of things, I wanted to get your opinion on what you're currently seeing in the automation arena in cloud-based systems, Bluetooth, and software capability advancements whenever it comes to the self-storage industry. Because, you know, like you talked about, you've you've really seen it evolve over time. And I just wanted to see, like, what what can we kind of expect to see in the near future, in your opinion? And what are some things that are really catching your eye right now? Like, what's what's getting your attention? Well, I think right now the thing that's, um, you know, there's a couple of areas that, that are exciting and, and getting my attention as well as the industries. I think one is a focus on the um tenant or potential tenant experience. Um, And then the other is, um, you would think would kind of be the inverse of that is, you know, unattended self-storage facilities. So let me talk about the first one first. Um, You know, um, if we look at other industries, uh, other um, industries that are, you know, outside of real estate or outside of um, you know, providing a a service like, um, you know, a a self-storage rental, um, you know, there's a lot that's happening there. Um, and in terms of the customer experience, um, and you see that with internet marketing, you see that with social media, you see that with, um, other 
you know, capabilities that are that are coming um, to the forefront in terms of improving the customer experience and uh, onboarding experience. Certainly, we can look at the um, lodging and travel industry um, as as a one to look at to see kind of what they're doing about improving the, the customer experience, both in finding them and determining what it is, what service and and uh, you know amenities and activities they want from them, uh, the the actual onboarding experience, the stay, and then you know as um, as they leave. Um, and, you know, surveying them and reputation management, all of that. So we've got a lot of industries that are ahead of us from that standpoint, but I see that um, all of those areas, you know, coming into self-storage and being looked at or being implemented uh, to help, you know, with the um, overall customer experience. And we have to remember that the dynamics are changing. Um, You know, we have... Uh, we're now renting to customers, uh, I call it every, everyone from the millennial uh, generation to the greatest generation. And mm-hmm. uh, the one thing we see in common with them is, is they have uh, disposable income. Um, they're collecting things and, uh, you know, items and uh, Acti- you know, things to do activities with, where, whether, the, you know, those uh, are, are sports or w- whatever it is. And ultimately, we're also seeing a trend to smaller um, and more dense housing. And so, the, obviously, the need for self-storage across those uh, generations. And what is what differs, though, is especially with millennials now, is they want to interact with us very differently than um, the greatest generation, let's say, you know, my parents' generation. Millennials, um, they want to do everything on their smartphone. They don't necessarily want to talk to somebody. Or if they do, you know, they want a, a call center experience and, you know, get get on and get off the phone Um but, you know, companies like Amazon, for example, mm-hmm. are defining what that, you know, looks like in the marketplace today. And, and not that anyone or everyone can be like Amazon, but it's certainly a, a goal to put out there. Um, and so, you know, millennials, when it comes to self-storage, they, they have things to store. They might be different things today, today than, you know, previous generations, but they still need to do that. But they, they want a different experience. They want to do everything on their phone. They want to they find uh, self-storage on their smartphone. They want to check out uh, the storage operators, check their pricing, check, check out their uh, reputation management, you know, make a decision, ultimately onboard themselves uh, with a smartphone and, you know, based on what we're doing with, um, you know, our SecureGuard smart entry system, you know, uh, allow themselves to not only onboard, uh, be onboarded, but also to uh, access the facility and access their individual units um, using their smartphone. So um, it's, it's a change that's coming as we see more and more millennials um, renting self-storage units. We're going to see more and more demand for a better experience, a better tenant experience. So that's kind of the, the, the one thing that I see that 
that's um, exciting and coming at us, and and the industry um, needs to needs to be um, meeting those requirements. And then I think conversely, to some degree, on the other hand, you've got unattended cell storage facilities. Although millennials would, you know, are perfectly fine with unattended cell storage facilities, um, they don't necessarily want to interact with everyone. But um, you know, we we have to uh, have the technology in order pro- to provide the same, similar, or even some cases a better experience at an unattended self-storage facility than at an attended facility. Um, And so as owner-operators consider that, obviously there's the big carrot is reducing the amount of money um, that they're spending on labor for site managers or relief managers um, and maybe other things, you know, in regards to having an attended facility. Um, or reducing the amount of hours potentially that they're, you know, that they have a, a man facility. If so, if they're not going completely unattended, um, but they have to look at it from a different perspective, which is okay. What are the services and capabilities that I need to have in order to um, provide a good experience or a great experience to a tenant without having a site manager uh, there all the time or, you know, part of the time. Right. And, and there's that one owner operator uh, that I've talked to before and he has a few unmanned facilities and he actually has kind of a fleet of uh, repair service people that, you know, they kind of, whenever there's an issue at a facility, they can basically be paged and then go to that facility based on, the GPS coordinates in their car. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, you're talking about Jefferson Shreve yes. and Storage Express. And he's probably, he's not probably, he's been doing unattended self-storage facilities the longest. There are others that are now doing it and are taking advantage of um, the latest technology to improve the customer experience. Although I think Jefferson has done a great job and, and is also taking advantage of that. It does change um, how you use technology, uh, and also change how you use your personnel. Um, you know, Jefferson has taken his personnel out of his, uh, rental centers and his facilities and essentially put them two places. He's put them in a call center. Um, and he also does security monitoring there. And he's put them in the role that you talked about, which is essentially as, um, you know, maintenance personnel, um, that are, you know, visiting uh, different facilities on a route. Um, and, you know, ultimately, even with an unattended facility, you've got to have ways uh, to address maintenance issues and, you know, uh, clean out units or, you know, um, repair, um, you know, damage to the facility or, or whatever it might be. And so he, you know, he's changed the dynamic um, in terms of, where those personnel, um, you know, are stationed and what their roles are. And he's also, I think, um, reduced the number of, you know, personnel he would have otherwise. I mean, he's got close to 100 facilities now. If you had a, you know, site manager, um, relief manager, district manager scenario, you'd have, you know, hundreds of employees. Um, whereas, um, you know, I think he's got somewhere around uh, 30 or 40 uh, employees between his maintenance guys and his um, call center. So 
it's definitely, uh, you know, change it from that perspective. He's using technology to allow him to do that. He's got, you know, um, uh, the call center available to them and they, they have a lot of information available to them, including being able to see the facility, you know, via, um, high definition video, uh, capability. He's, he's doing a lot of, um, uh, security via that technology as well. So, um, I think he's, he's really been a pioneer and, and had a lot of success with that. Others have now started doing it and they're looking at ways to, you know, do things via kiosk with call center backup. They're doing, you know, they're dispensing locks and other, uh, you know, retail items. Um, you know, they're using maintenance people like he is. They they take uh, and use um, uh, a lot of signage at their facilities so that people can understand what they need to do. They've considered, you know, how to help people understand what size of unit they need to move into to either via, you know, a physical representation of that at the facility or, you know, using uh, videos on their website. So lots of technology and lots of innovation being used to, to help uh, deliver, um, you know, a, a managerless or unattended facility or partially attended facility um, in the industry right now. I just think that's so exciting how you can, you know, we've got these people that all it takes is just thinking outside the box and then these technology tools are available to help accomplish things that nobody would have even thought of, you know, a few years ago. I just, I love that, that it's, it's hitting the industry at this point and it's really, people are, it's catching on, people are, you know, taking notice and I just think it's such an exciting time for all of this to be happening. Well, it is. I mean, um, you know, I, if, if I highlighted, um, uh, another vendor in the industry that's doing some really innovative things from an onboarding uh, perspective. We could talk about uh, um, a company called Store Local, which is a, a co-op in the industry. They have um, self-storage owner-operators as members, and they they are really a, a technology play. Um, uh, they're a buying consortium as well, and you know their focus on technology is is all around you know, better inter- integration and ultimately about a better onboarding experience, whether it's um, capturing the interest and um, allowing a prospective tenant to onboard on a website and learn about self-storage and what size of unit they should use all the way through to a better onboarding experience using touch screens um, and other technology to capture tenant information and essentially allowing them to you know, self onboard, if you will, um, via website or via their tenant product in the the self storage facility with, you know, big video walls explaining how to use the the facility and the amenities they have and and showing off and differentiating their facility. Um, I think that's certainly indicative of of where things are going and what can be done with technology today. Absolutely. So I kind of wanted to wrap up with getting your advice on something else. So for any of our listeners, you know, really busy self-storage owners and operators who, you know, they're working to, you know, make their business the best it can be, but they're starting to want to stay current on tech trends, but they don't know where to start. And it can be really overwhelming. Like even for me, I guess I'm technically a millennial. It's still overwhelming. So, you know, just trying to stay up with everything. 
Do you have any resources or advice for someone just coming in saying, hey, I want to keep up with the latest tech. I want to see how it incorporates into the self-storage industry. Do you have any resources like websites, podcasts, anything like that that you would recommend? Yeah, there's a number of guys I think that are doing some really innovative uh, things that way. And obviously, we can put um, Janus International on that list. But, um, you know, I think if you look at um, guys like Inside Self Storage, um, you know, they've got uh, blogs that they're that they're uh, publishing out there. And, and uh, many of them have a, a technology focus. Um, also, I think Sparefoot um, has been really good. With that, they've been a, a technology a leader in the industry, and um, they've got some great blogs um, and other information available on what's happening from a technology standpoint. I think also um, one of the uh, innovative property management software solution providers, um, StoreEdge, um, has some has some great resources uh, that are available on their website and via their blog in terms of um, technology. I mean, all of them uh, are the last two, you know, are some, uh, some of the information is self-serving, but um, they also do a lot of general stuff and talk about, um, you know, what's going on, you know, in, in the industry uh, as well. So those would be certainly places that I'd start to get that information. And there are other resources as well, obviously, um, state and national trade shows you can go and see the vendors there and see in person you know what they're doing if you have the opportunity uh, to attend those i think uh, owner operators really should avail themselves of at least their state shows um, and um, the national shows obviously are even bigger and better so um, you know that would be definitely be a resource as well well that about wraps up everything i wanted to talk to you about today so, Terry, thank you so much again for joining us. And how can folks get in touch with you if they have any questions or comments about today's podcast? So they can email me um, at uh, terryb at janus, J-A-N-U-S, I-N-T-L dot com. That's, that's the best and easiest way to, to get a hold of me. Fantastic. And folks, if you want to Here's some more about uh, some technology topics that we talked about today. You can visit our website, janusintl.com. And if you go over to our blog called Janus Connected, you can check out a few different blogs. We've got about Bluetooth, the cloud, some other options. We've also got a link on our homepage to our SecureGuard smart entry system. And so you can get some more information about that. You can also uh, drop us a line at the contact us section. And Terry, thank you again for joining us. Everybody, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.